It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part, it's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign on to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. Promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm also Brendan. Yes, you are. And Brendan, we unfortunately ran into some technical issues, which prevented us from putting out an episode on Thursday. So apologies first and foremost on that, everybody. Taylor, do you want to kind of explain our blunder? (laughs) Uh, we recorded and it turned out the audio was not. So there is a video that exists of us talking for like 30 minutes with no sound. Yeah. So well, it wasn't that the audio wasn't on, but for some reason, it must have been something with the microphone that the microphone maybe wasn't with well, something was wrong with the cord, I guess. I don't really know because it was definitely on. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know anything about audio. Yeah, first uh, so, time that's so, ever happened. So apologies for that because we ended up not realizing that was the case until like 10:30 at night. So sorry about yeah. that, but we decided just given that there hasn't been many more updates since what we were supposed to talk about in last week's episode, we could just kind of talk about that this week uh, for our Monday episode. And that is the latest trade buzz that has really been picking up steam surrounding the Sabres. So just to recap some of the major news that had come out last week, It seems like conversations between the Buffalo Sabres and Anaheim Ducks surrounding Jack Eichel are starting to intensify a bit. That's been pointed out by multiple analysts out there saying that those conversations have been ongoing and it seems like early on Anaheim is a front runner. On top of that, we also learned that the New Jersey Devils and Lindy Ruff Lindy Ruff just keeps coming through for us because the Devils are interested in Rasmus Ristolainen apparently. Taylor, just quick reaction to that. (laughs) (laughs) good luck beautifully put and on a more sad note conversations about sam reinhardt and a potential trade have also been picking up it seems like maybe not as much as with eichel and ristolainen but still his name is starting to be put out there again which is a little bit disheartening and also uh gerard gallant got hired by the rangers last week so that's one less coach off the market rob brendamore also re-signed with canadians so that was another coach that we had learned that the sabers were planning on trying to speak with should he had not or should he have not resigned with carolina but he did end up going back there on a pretty team-friendly deal a very team-friendly deal um so we could also be getting close to an announcement regarding a new sabers coach so a lot of information there taylor just threw at you 
tell me what you think about it. All right. Well, for starters here, very excited that um, there's a market for Ristolainen. This trade is definitely the, the, the kind of idea around it's changed because like three years ago, the idea was like, get this guy off the cap, addition by subtraction, get some dumb team to pay way too much for him. Now it's like there's a year left. So it's like, oh, well, get something for him. You're not winning this next year. You're not winning anything next year. So excited, hopefully, uh, to get something out of him, which would be cool. And for him to get a nice new home. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but they're they're putting Matt Irwin down. <laughs> yeah, he bit someone. So he won't be back next year. It's sad. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, the Reinhardt thing, like, I agree. The Reinhardt thing's very disheartening. I don't see an extension getting done. That's that's just sad. I don't have too much to say about that. The Eichel one's interesting. So, Anaheim. Anaheim. What are you doing? What are you doing, guys? Why do you want to do this? You know, well, we're winning. Let's uh, also acknowledge, too, that Anaheim is a team that you and I both, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they did make a lot of sense for the Sabres as a trade partner, but the potential now for the return maybe may not be as far off as from what you and I were kind of previously hoping for. So, Earlier last week, a lot of Sabres fans, you know, because the reports had come out about Anaheim, were starting to talk a bit about what the return could potentially look like. And mainly it came down to is Trevor Zegris or Jamie Drysdale on the table. So there was a bit of pushback to that from people because, of course, with Eichel, you know, you have the you could say with the neck injury, I'm assuming whatever team ends up, you know, making this move is going to have a plan in place with Jack for what they're going to do. So, like, they're ultimately going to end up being comfortable with bringing this on board and with bringing that on board. He's a top end talent in the NHL. It's undeniable. But there's the neck issue. There is just his general disgruntled state, I guess, with the Sabres. Um so there's people who are been, who have been saying that maybe Buffalo doesn't have a lot of le- a lot of leverage. Also coupled with that is the fact that we have an extremely inexperienced general manager who is on the cusp of pulling off maybe in the top five most important trades in the history of the franchise. So there's a lot of reason for concern there. And a lot of people were saying also just from like an Anaheim perspective that Zegers wouldn't be on the table, which is like crazy to me again, because Jack Eichel is like a top end talent. And like you would be lucky if Trevor Zegers ends up like becoming Jack Eichel. Like that's his like peak to me. But, and I, and I think that that's attainable for him, but you could be already getting that known commodity with five years left on a contract too. So people were kind of going back and forth about it. And then Elliot Friedman in the 31 thoughts podcast had brought that up the Zegris and Drysdale, if they would be available because he had brought up that with Pierre-Luc Dubois, Anaheim was kicking tires on that on him, but they weren't willing to part with Zegris or Drysdale. And he pretty much said or alluded to the fact of being like, this is a completely different animal. Jack Eichel is one of the best players in the NHL when he's healthy. He like prior to this season, we all know like he's a year removed from, I mean, arguably being in the MVP conversation for how good he was last year. Well, two years ago now. So he had pretty much put it out there that Zegris and Drysdale and like Elliot Friedman would know if they were going to be off the table, that would be very known. And I think that that's something that would get put out there pretty quickly or that fire would get put out. And he kind of let that smoke linger a little bit, which is a huge cause for potential hope because Trevor Zegris is somebody that we have talked about frequently as a potential top trade target it was pretty much like him and Quentin Byfield when this was first kind of starting at the end of the season where it was like wow Jack really might be gone 
and LA, whether, you know, it remains to be seen whether they are actually out or not. This could end up being pretty good if Zegris is the return. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. Uh, I guess we should get to this, but I, I want Zegris and three from the Sabres. And yeah. Zegris would, and this is an interesting thing that you and other people have brought up that Zegris, you know, if he was in this draft, he might go first. So he might yes. be more valuable than a third. You've said you'd rather have him than the third pick. Yep. But I know Kevin Adams isn't a good GM. The Sabres lose every trade. However, it would be cool to see Zegers and the three come over and it would be fair. It'd be a fair deal. I think I agree. Um, but yeah, Zegers is really interesting. Like the idea of having someone that could come and play center, like potentially as a first line guy, like, well, we're losing our top line center. And also the guy that would could have been our second line center, probably this off season. So probably a good idea to, to try him out, like to, to have someone to replace him with. And so Zegers is very interesting for that reason. I just, I'm still weirded out about this. Like I kind of alluded to before, like if he, if Eichel goes to Anaheim, let's say it's like Zagris, let's, let's say they just get one. Like Zagris, Max Comtois, which I said his name right every time oh, last yeah. podcast and nobody can um, prove <laughs> otherwise because the audio doesn't exist. So those two, and then the 2022 first, let's say they did that trade. Anaheim's not making the playoffs probably unless John Gibson has some big, you know, career revitalization. It's not happening. They're like almost as bad of a roster as Buffalo. So I don't really get this for them. I mean, it's a long-term thing. Like Eichel's under contract for five more years, but like still that's, it's a weird trade. Right. And, and Eichel could just still be in this weird limbo of never making the playoffs for multiple years. I mean, I don't know. Anaheim's not really well put together. You'd have to think that they'd be moving around other like younger pieces though, to try and I guess like change it up because as we have learned, Jack Eichel alone cannot, bring you to the playoffs no matter how well he plays what i think they do here i think they're trying to keep zagris for obvious reasons and try to do one two combo of eichel and zagris so what they should do is play them together for three years until like zagris is really about to hone his 200 foot game and then trade eichel for like let's say two fourth liners uh, a b prospect and the last pick in the first round after the team you trade him to wins the Stanley Cup. Thoughts? None. All right, fair enough. None. <laughs> um, yeah, and people have talked about Drysdale. That's a really tough guy to know much about right now because this was like a hell season for mm. a lot of young players, players who probably should have been in another league, and then he also was playing on the worst team. So his advanced stats were horrific. But he was what? The like the fourth pick last year? Fifth overall pick, yeah. Fifth pick last year. So that's a lot of talent there, obviously. But yeah, very interesting. I do like the idea of getting able to say, being able to say uh, Max Comtois more. Comtois? I know. It's exotic. It is. Rolls off the tongue well. I will say too, on one other serious note though, I really, really love the idea of the complimentary styles of cousins and Zagris as a one, two punch down the middle as a potential thing for the future, like a few years from now, you know, cause they play very different styles where cousins is more of this power forward, like big bodied type who just barrels down the ice. And Zagris is this pure playmaker, honestly, and ways, you know, similar to Jack Eichel, just in terms of their elite playmaking ability. Um, I, 
really like that potential future one-two punch if that's possible if they pull that off i i don't know but then again too you don't know who else is going to come in and be involved with this you know who can swoop in because this can change pretty rapidly i'd have to think they maybe want to get this done before the expansion draft and that's just about a month away almost so we could be and other people have said too that this could actually get done i should say more importantly this could get done before the playoffs are over as it's yeah that's that's weird and it kind of feels like they're rushing and if that's the case i don't love that but you know what it's it's also from our perspective it's not bad to just get it over with right band-aid off yeah and then i guess we'll have to see what happens with sam after that and also risto should be a busy off season what are they gonna do with allmark and mccabe yep have we seen the last of them does carter hutton get a four-year extension or a five-year extension i was gonna say six Take him up to his 40s, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be actually legally blind by that point. <laughs> so and the other big question, probably the biggest question outside of Eichel and Reinhardt, is who's going to coach these uh, these losers next year? It's got to be Granado, right? At this point, I think it's Granado. Like, so Gallant's off the table. Gallant was never coming here. What would he want to right. come here for? Right. If he wanted the, the Seattle job, it would, probably would have been his, but he took a better job, frankly. And is anyone else really interested? I mean, if they were going to hire Boudreaux, wouldn't they just do it by now? Right, exactly. And they'd probably waiting. be approaching this offseason a bit differently, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they would be trying to be good. They'd be trying to keep Eichel. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're still talking about these trades makes me think they don't want to do that. So I think Granado's the guy, and I like Granado's record was not good last year. However, after he like his first five games, they he came in the middle of the losing streak. After that, it was a pretty decent record considering they didn't have Eichel or a reasonable goaltender. Like they were playing and like Taylor Hall too, and no Taylor Hall. So they were playing like obviously Hutton was bad, but I think he was hurt by that point mm-hmm. when Omark wasn't in net. It wasn't just like, oh, Michael Hauser is playing his first game. He hadn't even played in the AHL in multiple years. It was like Dustin Tokarski was an AHL goalie. Yeah. Not a particularly good one either. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember who else played goalie this year. Michael Hauser. Yeah. UPL. I forgot UPL UPL played a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, our dude, Jonas. Jonas Johansson. Wow. So there's still hockey going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, uh, It's strange. It's almost July. We still got games. And let me tell you, bud, Montreal is doing better than I thought they were going to. Uh, as we speak, they're winning one nothing. about to head into the third period of uh, game four. They're up 2-1 in the series. Vegas only has 12 shots through two periods. Utterly shocked. What is going on here? It's insane. Robin Leonard's in, by the way. Oh. It's, yeah, this is a strange, strange little thing, isn't it? Yep. Islanders tied up their series two yesterday. Yeah. What a weird year. I know. Can you believe that it actually might happen? The Islanders and Canadians and the Stanley cup. Boy, I don't like it. (laughs) That sounds awful. Yeah. And the Nets lost though. How about that? How about that folks? Crazy. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. The, the Milwaukee bucks finally came through for us. Who ended up winning the Suns Clippers game today? The Suns. Did they really? Wow. Yeah. Chris Paul. You heard it here first, folks. The Suns are winning the NBA championship and the New York Islanders are winning the Stanley Cup. Are you kidding me? Is it because of orange teams? 
Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The Bucks Orange. used to wear creamsicle jerseys. Well, those are the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, but I'm saying that those were orange almost, too. They are. Yeah, those are orange. The Tennessee so, Volunteers, most famously. Yeah. Big orange. They, uh, they won uh, the, the National Chess Tournament this year. Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee won the National Chess Tournament, buddy. <laughs> what did they win? <laughs> the College World Series, right? I don't even know if they won it or not. I think so they just started. Either. Yeah, they're in it. They won their first two games of the season and were leading in their third game against Georgia at halftime. And then an eight-week bed crapping ensued. <laughs> they had the longest win streak in the nation. That's, I'm not making that up. They had the longest win streak in the nation. Wait, who? Tennessee. In what sport? Football. When? American football. When is that? Uh, as of September of this past year. When did that occur? They won their last six games of 2019 and then their first two of 2020. Yeah, I don't buy it. It's a true story. Doesn't sound right to me. Sorry. Hmm. I don't this think guy I doesn't care it. about facts. Nah. Nah, bro. Notre Dame had a long win streak at one yeah, point. They did. They were undefeated uh, before their last two games. Mm-hmm. That's, that's sadly true. Yeah. Yeah, they beat Clemson. than Tennessee, so, you know. Congrats. <laughs> good, good job on that one, by the way. They're they're just rivals in, like, my mind, not in, like, actuality, you know. Just because I know Tennessee's your favorite, Notre Dame's my favorite. Just I like to plot them against each other and things. <laughs> That's uh, – th- th- this would be like if I was, like, <laughs> you know – <laughs> Sabres are my favorite team. I know I got this little cousin that plays for the Buffalo Regals 12U team. I think the Sabres would run them right over, <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest. They're rivals in my head, at least. Tennessee. <laughs> Why do you just be rivals with Moorhead State then? Do rival- I, I know Notre Dame loves having terrible rivals they have to schedule every year, <laughs> like Air Force or whoever. Oh, stop it. Every te- Are you going to tell me that SEC teams don't play bad teams too? No, Tennessee doesn't play any bad teams. Oh, right, right. I mean, they lost to Georgia State mm, in 2019, mm. so oh. they never really faced a team. <laughs> where like, oh, they're going to win this one. Oh, man. We really are recording this at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's June 20th. The Sabres have been off for like eight, six weeks. Six weeks now? Yeah, probably six weeks. Offseason hasn't really started yet. None of a lot to talk about. Like I said, the conference finals are weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that seems probably like a good time to wrap up then. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Any okay, last thoughts so. you'd like to share? Mm, not really. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Never. I went to Hofbrau house yesterday and I thought of Jochen Hesch. Really? You should wear yeah. a jersey there next time you go. Maybe they'll give you a free drink. They better if I wear a Jochen Hesch jersey in the middle of summer. I would say so. Be well-deserved. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been this has been fun, everybody. We hope you have enjoyed. Hopefully, who knows, by the time you're listening to this, there may be new news that is broke. Uh, we'll see what happens. It seems like we're kind of getting to the point now where maybe this can happen any day, but at the very least, it seems like we'll probably get some news this week. Hopefully, by our next episode, which will be dropping on Thursday, we'll have something new to share with you all. 
But in the meantime, make sure you're checking out the Hockey Podcast Network and all of our fellow podcasts, a part of the network, including those who are still in the playoffs, as well as Buffalo Fanatics and all the great Bills coverage that they're putting out there right now. So, and make sure you're checking out us as well on social media. You can catch us on Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Sabres. On Twitter, we are at Straight Sabres, but our handle across all three is Straight Up Sabres. And make sure you're subscri- subscribed to our podcast on whatever your streaming platform of choice is. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be back with our Thursday episode in a few days. This has been Straight Up Sabres.